This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. And so but. Three words that pedants refuse to accept should start a sentence. And this is Lincoln A to Z. So it's on Siren FM but... That must be the East Midlands station of the year. Now, with a stroke of luck, the pedants will have turned off and it's just the progressive listeners that will be left. I'm Paul Tyler and my colleague, the genial producer of the programme, is Johnny Hoare. Hey, Johnny. Hello there. And so, but Johnny, players out the audio. This week's grid square selection, please. My name's Rosie. I am the news editor on Siren News. Uh, I've lived in Lincoln for a year and a half and I think Lincoln's great and I love that it's got a cathedral because it's a lot like where I come from, which is Durham. Uh, right, pick one out, don't look at the uh, I have U7. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. U7. So, Johnny, what is in U7? Give me all the details, leave nothing out. <laughs> well, there's not a lot to say, to be honest. When you look at it in our map, it's dominated by a dotted yellow line. Yes. Which shows where the proposed eastern bypass will be. So, this is the area just below uh, Hawthorne Road, the controversial Hawthorne Road. Uh, uh, is there anyone in particular on Hawthorne Road who's controversial? Oh, uh, no. Hawthorne Road is the one where the residents are annoyed that the bypass is going to cut through it and um, it's going to be stopped up uh, by the bypass. Assuming it actually gets built. So, of course, it is still proposed at the moment. And as we've known from a previous grid, we're probably giving too much away already here, Johnny, but it's coming to my head, so I'm going to talk about it. Uh, as we, we heard on a previous grid when we went to, down to talk to uh, uh, someone that used to be involved heavily in developing that's been actually been proposing since the 1960s. So Yeah, yeah, which uh, explains a lot, but we'll yeah. come to that later. Of course, yeah, yeah, we're jumping the gun rather, but we're very excited about it. Now, if you know anything uh, about this or any of our other 51 grids, past or present, then please... Get in touch. Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk is the email address. We're on Facebook and, of course, there's Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And all the information, the podcast of our previous shows, are now available on our fabulous website. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk And the very basis of what we do here on Lincoln A to Z is cycle to the grid in question, have a nose around, talk into a microphone. So now, Johnny and I are doing just that. And here we are. That's right. Uh, the man who just led us into that intro is right. We, here we are. Uh, U7. Uh, and we're starting, well, at the end. Uh, at the very end of a cycle track. Um, this is it's not very far from one of our first ever grids. Up at the Carlton Centre. That was our, one of our first ever grids. And in fact, the first day we ever went out uh, doing this, uh, this, this daft little project, uh, we, we, we spent at the Carlton Centre. And uh, we wondered then what we're doing, as we still do. Um, but all, all of this area up here... Uh, is quite nicely actually all connected by by cycle paths uh, and as we know Lincoln A to Z is, is partly a cycling project um, although you wouldn't you wouldn't know it by looking at us 
Um, but here we are, we've reached the end of a cycle path, and it is quite literally the end. Johnny will take a photo of this, it'll be on our website, and it just falls off. <laughs> um, you know, you need to pay attention when this, this is the end. Uh, St. Augustine Road, it ends. Um, and it ends out looking east uh, onto what is, well, going to be probably some of the subject of this grid and, uh, and people's, some people's hopes and some people's fears of the future. Uh, it faces out to the, to the eastern bypass, the proposed eastern bypass, I should say, uh, which is uh, quite a re refining feature on the, uh, on the U7 grid square on our Lincoln A to Z map. Now, we're, uh, we're going to go a bit off-piste. There's a little bit of a, a track through here, which I think is going to get Johnny and I uh, a better view of the countryside um, that might not be anymore. We're just going uh, a bit off-road. There's some fallen trees. Uh, this is Oh, wow. Johnny, look down here. There's something to jump over. Uh, this is like a, 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 a drain. This is probably where teenagers come and, uh, and drink Lucasade. I can tell that because yeah. there's a bottle of Lucasade down there. But there is actually a little stream running through this. Look down the bottom. Don't get your feet wet, Johnny. I've got to leap across it. Leap across this ravine. Um, <laughs> uh, and let's, uh, let's do it while we're on mic uh, to, okay. make it, it to make it even harder. Okay. Uh, I'm already starting to slip. And uh, here goes. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, a bit wobbly on my feet. Uh, and now the uh, the mountain goat that is Johnny Hall, uh, with camera in hand, uh, is about to to leave. Johnny, your your legs are so long you could walk across that. Come on, get on with it. There we go. And yes, he. Oh, he, wow, that was uh, that was undignified. I mean, there was only there was only me here to see it, but already I'm starting to look at him in a different light. Right. So through stinging nettles and insects and general horridness uh, now uh, out to a field a farmer's field we're now more than likely trespassing uh, but there is actually there's a little um, lane on our on our a to z map but we know we've been wrong on these before where uh, people have said do you know where you are please get off my land um this is nice isn't it it's nice yeah, for now um, how long is going to be nice? We don't know. That's that's kind of the point of this grid, isn't it? Uh, yeah, nice nice farmer's field. Sound of the the birds tweeting. Yeah, what this needs is uh, tarmac and lorries. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But then let's let's look at the the, the purpose of an eastern bypass. Um, it will take congestion out of the town, uh, get people where they're going quicker. Um, It'll open up. It'll certainly, it will open up businesses. We know this because we, when we went down to the the western side of the city, we talked to a, a, a businessman down there uh, who was around before that that new road, the western bypass in Lincoln, that people still call the new road. Um, and he was quite pro it. He, he thought, you know, actually, it's brought a lot of business to that side of the world. You know, it made him access to where he needs to be and from a lot easier. Uh, so, you know, we have to we have to put both sides of the argument. I think we I think we both know where we sit, but I think. Uh, you know, there'll be there will be people listening to this that want this, that need this, will make a huge difference to their everyday lives. Uh, perhaps certainly not if you live if your house backs onto these, like some of these lovely houses do here. I do wonder if the people who bought these houses are aware of just how close the bypass is going to be to them. You know, when, you, when you're buying a house, do you get told stuff like that? Uh, well, no. I mean, estate estate agents are notoriously honest, aren't they? Right, so where we are now, where we believe the Eastern Bypass will be, we stood on top of it, the proposed route for the Eastern Bypass. If you own this field, Johnny, right, if you own this field, and farming's hard, farming's hard work, um, and someone came through, a road 
a roadman came through and said, hi there, boy. I want to give you a million dollars. <laughs> put a put a road through your land, right? Which is the way I think it, exactly the way the conversation would go. Um, you'd take the money and run off to Aruba, wouldn't you? Probably, yeah, yeah. Of course, there was that business a couple of years back with uh, Councillor Jim Speechley, who owned a field, uh, not round here, somewhere down in the south of the county. Uh, and being a councillor, he had some influence in the the uh, placement of a new road. Okay, and no, he just you... happens to make it. This is all. This is all been through the courts. I'm allowed okay, to talk about it. It's fine. It's actually can... it's legally fine. Yeah, yeah, he actually went to prison for it. And uh, yeah, he he influenced the the route of a road so that it went through his field <laughs> for that very reason. So he got his million dollars. Um, uh, but he got found out. Uh, the whistle was blown, and uh, yeah, he ended up uh, in in the clink. <laughs> was he? Did he end up in Lincoln Prison? Because we've been there on a grid as yeah, well. Yeah, he might have done actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll tell you what. Never mind Kevin Bacon. Never mind Kevin Bacon. All roads lead to Lincoln A to Z. Well, so you know, let's let's have a think about some of the other grids we've been to as well. This is very very reflective. We're not even at the end yet, but I'm still feeling kind of where we should be because we've been on the bypass we've been stood there haven't we on that noisy road with traffic hurtling past us and i, I just don't want i don't want to see this bit the same uh, and i know what you are you, you see you're i know what you're like you're you're, you're very green anyway uh, i'd sit on the fence as always with this kind of thing because i like to see other people's opinions and other other views other views are available um but the thought of that happening here all that tarmac and concrete and hustling bussing roads and boy racers it's uh it's almost unthinkable, actually. I mean, this is actually being here now is, is almost it's changing my mind and, you know, putting me very fervently off the fence. I'm falling off the fence mm. uh, and I'm falling down on one side of it. I think maybe what we should do is, uh, is pitch a tent up. Um, remember that camp on, on the way out here today, we saw that camping store, didn't we? That mm. was advertising its camping store by pitching a tent outside. Yeah. Here's what we do. We, uh, we leave here now. Uh, we abandon the rest of our day. Let's go and, let's go and borrow that tent. Mm. Uh, we set up camp here now. I mean, we, we wouldn't be able to buy that kind of publicity. All those people driving past us, shouting at us, mm. um, all those comments on the Lincolnshire Echo and Lincolnite website calling us fruitcakes, tree huggers. We could be the new swampy, couldn't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, fetch, I'll fetch me bongos. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think, though, that everyone who supports the bypass should just come out here and just stand here and have a look. Because, you know, I'm a great believer that if, if you're going to do something that some people disagree with, you should have the courage of your convictions and face it. You know, if you eat meat, you need to be very aware of how that happens and why it happens and where it happens and what that involves. Uh, we're very good in the modern world at kind of insulating ourselves from the, the repercussions of our decisions. Um, so I'd just say to anyone who supports the bypass, just come and stand here and have a look around and take in, you know, the environment around you and just think, do I still support that? Is that really what I want? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not going to beat you over the head with my views of it. I'll wait till we're back in the studio for that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think people need to properly understand what it is we're losing, you know, versus what we're gaining, and, and really think that through. Well, obviously, Johnny, you make, some, uh, you make some very good points there, and I think out of this we, we've balanced it. We made a very uh, strong decision, I think, a few weeks back, because we could have gone around asking uh, for Facebook comments and things like that about this, because, uh, but we, we didn't want to turn into the Jeremy Vine show. You know, they do that. They do it very well, and there are other radio stations in and around this area that you know, debate people's uh, opinions. So we're just here telling you what we think. <laughs> it's up to you to suck it up. But no, I think, I think we've, we've gone about it in a very balanced way, because John, there are people, Johnny, that, uh, you know, 
And if I think about how lazy you are of a morning, right? Whenever we mm. talk about going out and doing a grid early in the morning, yeah. there's always some reticence there, isn't there? Oh, well, yeah, rightly yeah. so, rightly so. I'm not dissing you. I'm, I ain't dissing you for that. Uh, but if, if I think, oh, well, you could have an extra uh, 10 minutes in bed if they built that Eastern Bypass. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think you might start to lose your, your, your favour a bit. Well, I mean, this is, this is the thing. It, you know, there's no denying that there's a traffic problem in Lincoln and it'd be great if we could solve it. The question is, how do we solve it? Mm-hmm. What I think has happened is, as you said, back in like the 1960s, they decided we want a ring road and they've never varied from that. They've never really thought about alternatives. But a lot's changed since then. You know, the world's changed. The attitudes to traffic management and cities and urbanism have changed a lot. And the idea of just building roads to get your way out of traffic is slightly discredited now. Um, and if you just think how much this thing's going to cost, £100 million. Now, according to the, the county council itself, they can build a park and ride system, a thorough park and ride system for £20 million. That's only a fifth of the cost. And that will probably have the same kind of impact on, on traffic in the city. And Access LN6, so of course, we've, we've spoken to previously on this show, yep. they cost about £5 million quid. That's a 20th of the cost of this bypass. And I think they're doing more than a 20th of the good that the bypass will do. Uh, with a lot less damage, and they're not, you know, Tom McEnany Fields either. No, no. So I think that it's, it's just all I would ask. I'm not saying, well, I am saying you that. You are, this is, Johnny, this is exactly, exactly what I'm saying. exactly what you're saying. No, yes. but I mean, trying to say, I'm trying to put my radio producer hat on and be a bit fair. I'm not saying don't build a bypass. I'm just saying think about all the possible alternatives that you could do, all the different things you could do with that £100 million that might have the same impact, but without the damage. That's all I'm saying. Mm. And... I, listening back to that audio there, I do remember being stood there, stood on that spot, just thinking, wow, what what an awful shame. Because, we, you know, and I, I do reflect back to that time. We were stood underneath that bridge of the, of the bypass and the noise yeah, and the traffic yeah. and the thundering and the fumes um, and, and just thinking that could happen here. Uh, and, yeah. of course, like you mentioned at the top of the programme, uh, you know, if you, if you live next to it, the uh, the impact that's going to have on local residents there is is just, you know, it's unthinkable almost, isn't it, if you live there. Uh, at the minute, you know, you're, you're hanging your washing out and you're looking out at uh, lovely green fields and, you know, things that grow and feed people. You know, that's the, that's the land that feeds people. Yeah, um, and yeah. if we keep uh, if we do keep tarmacking over it, um, then, you, then you, you know, you've got a problem. But I think what is great about A to Z is that we've kind of, We've taken a snapshot of that place as it is right now. We've taken photo. We've literally taken snapshots. We've taken photos. We've recorded audio there of what it's like right now. Um, and it is. it almost certainly is going to change. I think the bypass is going to get built. And where we were stood is going to be unrecognisable, you know, even a couple of years from now. Um, and I think it's great that we've kind of, you know, frozen it in aspic and um, kept a kind of record of what it used to be like. Lincoln A to Z. Now, one of the best things about putting Lincoln A to Z together... Uh, has been getting to know our friend Joanna Hughes at the Lincolnshire Archives. And as we ponder the future of our U7 grid square, here's Jo with the history of it. Just to the west of our grid square, there's all the new housing behind the Carlton Centre, otherwise known as the Eastern Growth Corridor of the North East Quadrant. And it would be tempting to assume that before its construction, all this area would have been fields or just open land. But archaeological digs and surveys have shown us that this area has been inhabited and worked since the earliest times. Evidence of cooking, farming, earthwork defences and domestic occupation have all been found and tell us our grid square was part of a thriving dormitory community for centuries, which, in some ways like today, used the city as its base to trade with, to serve or to provide spiritual or practical protection. Even up until the 1980s, people were living and farming here. Almost in the middle of our grid square, there used to be a farm called Greetwell North Farm strategically positioned on a lane which originally ran from Greetwell Hall Farm in the south 
right up to Nettleham Parish in the north. Greetwell North Farm was demolished in the late 80s when the land was developed, but it appears on maps of the area held at the Lincolnshire Archives which date back to the 19th century. As I say, though, there have been earthworks and settlement remains found in the fields around here which show how hospitable this area must have been for farmers for hundreds of years before these maps were produced. And it's not just centuries of farmers who have exploited the land around here. In more recent times, we've made use of the rocks which lay under the fertile topsoil. That fluffy, cloudy-looking thing at the bottom left-hand corner outside the grid square represents the remains of the old ironstone quarry and mine. This was a major site of Lincoln's Victorian industrial heritage, but it's not one that's as well known as, say, the foundries down in the city by the river. Reclaimed at least for a time, by nature again, Greetwell Hollow is, or was, a minor tributary of the Witham, with natural springs which still bubble up to the surface today, making small streams which, as they wore through the land in the 19th century, revealed a rich and rare source of ironstone, which was quarried and mined along the hollow's length. This ironstone, actually known as Northampton Sand Ironstone, was a really important find, as it was a relatively uncommon stone to be found in such quantities up here which when added to iron ore up at the Scunthorpe foundries makes something known as a self-fluxing charge. Now, in researching this grid square, I'll confess I didn't know what a self-fluxing charge was. Quite honestly, I didn't want to know, as it sounds splendid just as it is. And in my head, it has something to do with time travel and crazy white-haired professors and gull-winged cars. But for you, dear listener, in the interest of research and informative radio, I tentatively looked deeper into it. Then after a while, I stopped looking deeper into it as there was no ladybird book type definition. So I stayed with the back to the future approach. I suspect a self-fluxing charge is something very important, perhaps ultimately to do with steel production. Anyway, the ironstone deposits were important enough for the area to have its own industrial railway line, and over 60 years about 5 million tonnes of ore were excavated, only pausing briefly to allow for the excavation of Greetwell Roman Villa, as described in a Victorian scientific journal in the 1890s. For some weeks past, remains of a Roman villa have been exposed to view by Mr. Ramden's miners in Greetwell Fields. From the extent of the tessellated pavements laid bare, there is hardly any doubt that in Greetwell Fields, in centuries long gone by, there stood a Roman mansion, which was perhaps unrivalled in England. The digging for iron ore soon after this was brought to a standstill by the company, which at the time was working the mines, ceasing their operations. Then the property came into other hands, and since then, more extensive basement floors of the villas have been laid bare. Still more floors remain to be uncovered, which may be of the most interesting and instructive character. What a pity it is that the inhabitants of Lincoln have not made an effort to preserve these precious relics of the grandeur of the Roman occupation, an occupation to which England owes so much. Yeah, all right, mate, don't have a go. This stuff's self-fluxing, you know. I don't remember the Romans making bridges with reinforced steel girders. So in a few times, if and when it gets completed... As you're bypassing Lincoln on that orange perforated line through the fields of this week's grid square, the contours of the land smoothed over with the bridges, perhaps made from reinforced steel girders, think about the centuries of people who've lived, farmed and mined around here, the record of them being here under the tarmac. Oh yeah, and in documents held in places like the Lincolnshire archives. Huge thanks, as always, uh, to Joanna Hughes uh, for a constant uh, and uh, thoroughly entertaining way of looking at the history of this particular grid square. I think it's quite interesting to find out, you know, maybe in the future, you know, we, we always talk about the history there. At some point, what we're doing now will be the history and uh, maybe someone will be making a, well, it won't be a radio programme then, will it? They'll be sending thoughts into people's minds directly. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln.
the bells. The bells of Lincoln Cathedral can mean only one thing. It's time for a question of Lincoln and Johnny. Remember me. You go first, will you? Yeah, yeah I'll go first. Nice, uh, nice easy one for you this week. The Brayford Pool area, right outside of our studio here, mm-hmm. is famous for its population of swans. Apparently... Apparently around 250-odd at any one time. No. Oh, it's about six. So uh, I think this was according to the Braceford Trust, so they should know what they're talking about. Mm. Uh, but the question is, what breed are Lincoln swans? <laughs> now, I, I watched The Chase uh, tonight. Uh, ah. Other quiz shows are available, which you knew anyway. Um, and there was a question on there about swans. Well, so you might have you might have learned the answer. Okay. It wasn't about the Braceford, though. Carry on. No. Is it A, mm-hmm. trumpeter swan? <laughs> which is funny. Is it B... Mute swans. You said Trump. <laughs> Child. <laughs> or is it C, tundra swans? Ten okay. seconds starts now. Now, this is really funny because the first two, the first two were uh, were on that uh, aforementioned Bradley. I was going to say Bradley Wiggins. It's Bradley Walsh. Did he laugh at uh, Trump as well? <laughs> don't think he did, no. He laughs at He's a pro. The guy's a pro. Uh, and I know I've gone over my ten seconds here, John, yeah, but this, yeah. this is, you know, this is entertainment. We don't we should have bound ourselves in. And uh, the, so the first two ones you said, the, the trumping one and the mute, they were, they were said there, and there's the other one. And the person, the actual person who does the chase, the, the, the big person behind the thing, uh, got it wrong. Um, yeah. and the actual answer was mute, but it was a completely different question in the first place. So there's no logic to this, so I'm going to go with my instinct and go with the trumping swans. You're going to go with the trumping swans? <laughs> it, it is the mute swans, the, no! op- the opposite of the trumping swans, the mute swans. <laughs> Silent but violent. Right, okay. Oh, I I don't know what the answer was. Right, the answer two hours ago that was first <laughs> that was the right answer, subliminal then. on the TV. Yeah, I arranged for that as well, Darren Brown style. I was trying to help you out, <laughs> but you know, yeah, you to get these points right. Okay, now I've got some audio for you here, Johnny. Now oh, okay. we, uh, we discussed this earlier. You've been very good. You haven't listened to it. No, I haven't. No. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't really have mattered if you did. But uh, okay, I'm going to give you some bonus points because points, as usual, don't mean anything. They don't mean prizes. They don't mean points. Don't mean prizes anymore, do they? They're pointless. Uh, which is another great quiz, yeah, tea time quiz yeah. show. Um, right, okay. Anyway, concentrate, Paul. Okay, so if you, I tell you what, let's just play the audio first, and we'll uh, we'll come into there when I've sorted myself out. Okay. So before I get to my uh, my main question here, Johnny, the proper question, the one that I've actually put some work into, okay. uh, for a bonus point, mm. who was that? Swing Out Sister. Well done. Um, what was it called? Breakout. Obviously. Uh, what year was it? Oh, 88? Oh, one year out, as oh. Ken, Ken Bruce would say. Uh, no, 1987. Wow. Uh, so Corinne Drury, uh, Drury, Drury. Yeah, Corinne Drury uh, is the link there. Now, I remember this because Mr. Parrish at St. Francis Hill, uh, see another grid square, um, he used to talk about Swing Out Sister all the time because, you know, they, 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 were, they were big. Uh, what number did that reach in the charts, Johnny? Um, number two? No, number four. Oh. Uh, okay, uh, but it was a number one in America, so, you know, it's, it was a big a big track. Yeah. Um, but, you know, seemingly then, uh, they, they went away. So, um, how many albums, Johnny? How many albums have Swing Out Sister released? Hang now? on, hang on. Before we go any further, yeah. what's, what's the Lincoln link here? Oh, uh, Corinne Drury, Drury um, went to Lincoln College. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Carry okay. on. It's not, I'm not just plucking <laughs> these out of the air, you know. <laughs> well, you didn't explain that, did you? No, as, no, no. As, as you were. I got sidetracked by uh, by the, the chart position. <sighs> You're throwing me right off track here, Jonathan. How many albums 
have Swing Out Sister released? Is it A, one, B, four, or C, nine? Uh, ooh, well, so these bands often go on longer than you think, just because they're not in the public eye anymore. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're not still producing music. Absolutely. Um, Much like my first I, band, uh, The Streaky Boneheads, you should, you should hear some of our latest uh, material. I'm going to go for four albums. You're incorrect. I'm incorrect. Okay, how many? Nine. Really? Nine, yes. Well, that... Have they got yeah. back together recently? No, no, they've, just, they've been looking... I mean, I've spent quite a lot of time on this, uh, on their Wikipedia page, <laughs> um, which, you know, I, I could have put into other elements of the programme, but still. Um, yeah, no, and, nine, and a, lot, a lot of success in Japan. They were big in Japan, although big in Japan were big in Japan. Uh, but, uh, yeah, lots of them had number ones in Japan all over the place, and uh, so the last few albums. And to be honest, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start seeking some of that stuff out. I mean, I'll, write, I'll write that track, but yeah, I'd, I'd be really quite interested to see, uh, see what they're doing now. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. Now, uh, here on Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM, East Midlands radio station of the year, Lincoln's first community radio station. We need more taglines here, don't we? Uh, We're going to discuss. We we asked out there for some uh, contributions. And uh, like I said earlier on in the program, uh, it would have been very, very easy, the easiest decision in the world to ask uh, for people's opinions on the Eastern Bypass, bearing in mind that that's the, uh, the grid we're following uh, and, the, and the details in there. But, you know, it's just a 50-50 thing. Some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. If we'd have put that on Facebook, it would have just ended up in a slanging match because uh, we all know where that ends up. You know, that's, that's where the, the society we live in these days. And... Uh, so we decided to go positive. We decided to look up, not down, uh, and uh, look back because we're very near the end of our Lincoln A to Z journey here. Only three more programmes to go after this one. Uh, well, I'm starting to well up there. And um, so we, we decided to look up, not down, and say, uh, where have we missed? You know, it, it, the, random selection. We, we had these 52 grids. Uh, so we've, we've gone where we've been guided. Uh, but where have we missed? Where are the, uh, the places you like to be? Uh, in and around Lincoln. Of course, with this, we use our, our good friends. It's about Lincoln, uh, and you're probably from Lincoln. If uh, so, Johnny, what you got over there? Susie Garner says uh, my fave place was the rooms behind St Swithin's Church and between the library. Uh, not sure what it's called, but it's now closed. Uh, the door is down the passageway near Broadgate. It's very descriptive of where That's it is. Very specific, isn't um, it? They once used it as a little cafe, one of Lincoln's little gems, not known and now unused. I think what she's talking about here actually is um, I think it's called the Greyfriars Centre. Okay. Uh, it used to be a little museum, um, and then when the library, actually when the library was being built or rebuilt mm-hmm. back in the, the early 90s, uh, the library actually moved in to that building, and it was all very sort of squashed in, and um, you know, they were a bit short of space. But yeah, it's just, so that's, I think that's what she's talking about anyway, and it is a lovely old building. Okay, well, well exactly, I mean, this is, this is the thing, we, uh, we missed that. We, we perhaps didn't get given it on a grid square. No, no. Shame. Yeah, that'd be very near our 24-hour city centre grid, but there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, James Bride says, Sinsel Bank the football ground the theatre well you know Manchester United have their theatre of dreams we have our theatre of of nightmares uh, these days Uh, but yeah yeah, of course Lincoln City Football Club now hold that thought James hold that thought because uh, uh, where are we going to be in the next programme Johnny? That's precisely where we're going to be. Yeah. Exactly. Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of uh, one of our better... We've pre-recorded that one recently, haven't we? Um, and, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, Lee Bruce says... Uh, because w- when we, when I posted this up uh, about saying your favourite place, I said, don't say the cathedral. Too obvious. Far too obvious. Uh, so Lee Bruce said, the castle. Um, so what do, you, what do you think about the castle? My eldest went to the castle with school wear today. Went to see Lucy Tower. And uh, what do you, th- what do you th- think about the castle, Johnny? 
That's a crazy um, open what do I think of there, There's an open question for you. Is, well, no, it? because because ne- right next to it, you've got that massive cathedral, mm. uh, which looks out, and uh, you know, mate, uh, even today, even today, I was wowed by it. The sun was shining on it, and there was a rainbow over it. And yeah. you're looking up at it, you know, and it is just, uh, you know, astonishing. Uh, our friend, friend of the program, Steve Curley, says it's the best building uh, in the world, and he, you know what? I don't think he's far wrong. I really don't, and. Being next to that, the castle, <laughs> I think it, do, it does get overlooked, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and it's literally overlooked as well. Exactly, but is, um, there, is there a nicer place to be, Johnny, than in that castle, in the, in the on the lawn in there, on a, on a summer's day? It is it? lovely. I mean, uh, last time I went, it was a bit disappointing because half of it's shut at the moment, of course, yeah. for all these major renovations. But perhaps when they're all done and the, you know the the castle is revealed, um, <laughs> then we'll you know we'll see a different side to it, and maybe it will be able to take on the cathedral. Uh, anyway, Mike Shearer says, The Green Barrel Birchwood, uh, where once in a blue moon I get to unwind with a pint or two pubs. That's, that's a good question, actually, isn't it? Pubs. Well, do you mean Everyone's existing pubs? Everyone's got a favourite pub. Well, yeah, well, yeah, existing or, or long-gone pubs. We've done pubs. Have we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? <laughs> well, it was a good idea, wasn't it? it well, exactly, that's why it's a good <laughs> idea, Johnny, but, uh, you know, stuck in my mind. Yeah. Um, Adj Mason says, The Arboretum, or Temple Gardens, uh, where the Usher Art Gallery is. Temple Gardens. Oh, right, so the front of the Usher Art Gallery, that's called uh, Temple Gardens, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Mm, we walked yeah, through yeah. there, we've been through we there, one of our grids. So yeah. we featured both those on the grids. And do you know what, Johnny? Uh, because I got that, uh, and we've got this to me, I don't think we made the most of that. No, no, we, could have done more. <laughs> we did that on a very early morning. I think yeah, we were yeah. both a little bit sort uh, of bleary eyed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we probably didn't make the okay, most of it. Okay, well, that. we'll file that under could do better. Yeah, yeah. Rob Rickles, who we've had on the show before, says uh, plenty of places I enjoy in Lincoln or its surrounding areas. St. John's Hospital in Bracebridge Heath, uh, after being uh, interviewed by Paul Tyler. Hello. I was lucky enough to become the site photographer documenting the whole development from ruined building to finished housing. Uh, he also votes uh, for Viking Way above Brant Road. Uh, part of my commute, commute to work, see some great sunrises, sunsets, hundreds of rabbits, a few deer, and a very <laughs> occasional fox. Plus, in winter, I get to sledge to work, a must for every 37-year-old. <laughs> uh, and I also have to mention Widow Cullenswell, pubs again. Uh, stunning building, cheap drinks, uh, and if you go in when it's quiet, a uh, seating that looks like it has been borrowed from the Gryffindor common room. Oh, yeah, okay, and it's because no. it's got that well as well with the, the glass yeah. floor, yeah, which is yeah. quite fun to walk across when you've got a few drinks. Yeah, and everyone takes photos. You can't walk through there without someone no, uh, bumping no. into someone taking a photo of that. Uh, thanks very much for that, Rob. And you'll you'll see some of uh, w- Rob's work uh, about the uh, uh, St John's there at the Lincoln Eighties exhibition at the collection in December. Trish Carey says Brayford Pool on a sunny day. I mean, that's that's so right, isn't it? I mean, absolutely, you know, yeah, absolutely, so relaxing just to sit by the water and watch with all those swans. The world what go sort of by. swans are there? Uh, they're mutes ones, I believe. They are mutes ones. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley, uh, Bradley Walsh tells us so. <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, Jenny Walsh says the bail gate. And uh, absolutely right, absolutely right. Do you know what? I, I wish the bail gate was just a little bit bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, maybe we should knock down a bit of Burton Road and uh, extend it. Yeah, move Newport Arch up a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. Think so. I yeah. think so. Petition starts here. <laughs> so uh, Helen Clark as well. Uh, the best street in the entire world, I think she mentions here. Steep Hill, Castle Square and Steep Hill. Uh, so we're still there loving the feeling of stepping back in time. Uh, and uh, I think we all agree with that as well. Um, although uh, it's best to uh, see it at the top uh, <laughs> while you're wheezing. Lincoln8z.co.uk uh, now, one uh, we didn't get uh, get round to uh, reading out was uh, was by Christine Christine Smith. Uh, now, so not necessarily my favourite place, but not so well known is the Birchwood Nature Park. 
uh, near the uh, near the re- relief road, and it's a very so she says it's so very peaceful, which is very true actually. I mean, for you know, considering where it is, right next uh, to that bypass, uh, maybe there's an argument for it, Johnny. You know, you could build an eastern bypass, uh, but put a nature park next to it, just so uh, all the birds get hit by passing trucks um so uh, interesting history on the area as well says christine uh, information boards including one near the entrance on doddington road next to the three bears and she says this is a question and i i go there quite a bit this is a, it is a really a really great place uh, how many people look up to see the model plane now if you ask anyone when you come in just there past there past damon's roundabout or the rib restaurants are available right uh, you come in and you see those three bears waving at you brilliant they're lovely they are they are the most fantastic thing and all around Na- uh, birchwood nature park there are carved animals as well there are dogs and owls and you know the whole thing um but i've not seen this model plane when you look up there so guess where i'm going tomorrow i'm going there johnny where would be your favorite place that perhaps we haven't covered here on lincoln a to z uh well i mean probably my favorite place would be the, the city center around the stone but we kind of covered that on our 24 hour yeah, one. yeah, so yeah. a whole day a whole <laughs> we, day's we worth yes. properly covered that one uh so there is i almost don't want to tell anyone about it because there's a little secret garden um that's next to uh the, the lawn if you go into the lawn and at the north side of it there's a big stone wall mm-hmm. and part way along that there's a little doorway and if you go through that doorway there's a little secret garden in there it's kind of a oriental themed garden it's lovely i don't know who looks after it who pays for it or anything but it's um it's a little hidden gem i think excellent well maybe we should have uh made sure that grid came out like, we should have really shouldn't we? yeah yeah well you tell it i mean two years back johnny when we were putting this together two years um we learned a lot in that time haven't we? we could we could teach ourselves something couldn't we if we had that time yeah machine. we should do the whole thing over again then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> uh okay so mine i would say uh where we haven't been uh, because actually, I mean, you know, a lot of places we have been. Uh, obviously, Tritton Road Retail Park would be it would have been my favourite, you know. But that was obviously, <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I would say the South Common. Uh, you know, we we did your your manor, your neck of the woods on uh, on the West Common. But I would say, I would say the South Common, and for one particular reason, uh, when it snows, when you look up at the side of that, and the, you know, it's obviously it's all sheeted in white, and you just see, you know, all the people, you know, trying to climb up it slide down it it's just like you know for, from a, a short distance away it's just like seeing loads and loads of ants it's such a great sight but also uh, if you get to the top of the south common and again the view back over uh, over the city is uh, well you know it's, it's, it's quite hard to, to rival and i don't think i do that enough you know i would i would say you could be in a radio station here johnny and uh, uh, and say well people don't do that enough do you know what i don't do that enough and uh, i think i again after after visiting your garden tomorrow uh, up there i'm going to go to the other side of the city uh, climb up uh, South Common uh, and have a ponder I think so when I was a kid um, my dad used to take me up there sometimes and he used to tell me he used to tell, tell me that it was called the roof of the world and it was the highest point in the UK <laughs> and you know being a slightly thick child I, I entirely believed him he used to tell me a lot of rubbish no, I mean, this is it. Over, over the course of A to Z, Johnny, um, we, you know, your dad's featured a little bit, hasn't he? You know, yeah, things. yeah. And there could be a documentary to be made. <laughs> I think there is, yeah. <laughs> okay, now, uh, this next man should be taken very seriously indeed. This man is Trevor Davis. I repeat, this man should be taken very seriously. This man is Trevor Davis. U7 proposed Eastern Bypass. I live on Rugby Road. And I suppose the proposed eastern bypass would be good for us. Cut down the traffic. Mind you, I suspect that most of the traffic on our road is down to the school run. When the kids are on holiday, there are a lot fewer cars. When it rains, it gets very busy. Makes you wonder why, because I don't think I see that many people walking to school, or work otherwise. Anyway, the point is, I'm not sure they're proposing to build the eastern bypass on my account. 
it must be another reason. Certainly the traffic in the mornings coming into the city down Canic Hill can be quite bad. Maybe it'll help with that. I've never understood why people would choose to live out that way because of this, at least if they have to commute into Lincoln. The commute bit itself is also a mystery, considering I walk to work, but we won't go there. Will this concreting over the countryside ever end? Treffer Davis. And for more Treff, uh, jog on to uh, philosopherontap.com. Lincoln A to Z. End of the programme now. Uh, it's coming around very soon. Uh, that was U7. Where are we going to be uh, in the next programme, Jonathan Hall? Next week we are in N12, which is Sinsel Bank. So it's Ooh. a whole maze area. You've got Ripon Street, you've got uh, Cross Street, and of course the Sinsel Bank Stadium itself. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, thanks to Treff, Joe. Uh, thanks to uh, Johnny for producing the production. Uh, and of course, thank you to you for listening. This has been a Joe Schmo production for Siren FM. Mm-hmm.